The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell and Deirdre Sarego, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment, and we're yeah. live in the studio. What's up, everybody? Yay! Before we get started, let You're me right, inter- Ron. Before we get started, let's introduce our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. I mean, how do we compete with that? Yay! You just he did. Sounds, he sounds like an old lady, 90 years old, in heat. That's nice. Thank you so well, much. Well, I mean, that yay. Could we lower Hi, that? Hi, Jesse. Could we lower that yay a bit? Do we no, do it again? No. Let's try it again, Jim. No. no. Hey, what's up, Camp Pettigrew? Before we get started, let me also introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What up, people? What up, chat room? What up, Pettigrew? There you go. Chad's in a wild mood today because he saw me. He gets excited when he sees me because he knows craziness is going to happen. <laughs> this is true. Yes. We are in the Crazy W4CY studios live. I need to quit turning this. Like, I don't like type. I can't see the well, type. I can't, see the, I can't see the screen. You can see the screen. It's right there. You're like very greedy. <laughs> I'm not greedy. You weren't this like, way you, when I was dating you. You, you were so like good to me. And you, true um, So, Mr. Dave Hughes stars now. In order to hit, if you want to see us in the studio, you guys, you can hit the ITV button and you can You're see us. We don't have a monitor. I need a monitor. And then uh, you can hit the ITV button. We're waving. Wave. No, I'm too busy wave. looking at my haircut. You're right fine. Anyway. I got to fix the haircut. And uh, you I can look- also join us in the chat room. Hey, hey, chat room. Everybody in the chat room, welcome to the show. Morley Schulman, Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew Show, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific time, KenPettigrew.com. We got Irish Ginger in the house. Uh, Irish Ginger for the Irish Ginger Show on uh, W4CY Radio, Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern time. I can't type that way. I, I'm sorry. I can't type that way. If you want to, like, see, you can see. It's type like this two way. feet away from you. It's Enter. on an angle. Anyway, it's cockeyed. It doesn't matter. That's the only monitor I have. Listen, I'm not radio. I'll work I'm on getting you a monitor. Just I'm television. Out. Guys, I have to remember, I came from TV. I need to see myself imagery. <laughs> My imagery. You saw imagery. yourself on TV? Meanwhile, this haircut I have stinks. I look like Lucille Ball. No, it's you a, don't. Close. We want to give a shout out to Dave Hughes, too, from Stars Now. We follow each other on Twitter. Welcome to the show. There you go. You can see us now. He's not sure if it's a good thing, but we think it's a good thing. Hey. <laughs> if you're missing my haircut, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fun show for you guys tonight. We're going to have a New York-based singer-songwriter Garrett coming on a little bit, and then we're going to have uh, Jeffrey Spivak, the author of Buzz, The Life and Art of Busby Berkeley, a new movie that's getting ready, I think, to go into production with uh, Ryan Gosling uh, producing it and starring in it. Should be a lot of fun. And we're going to have great music and chat, and Ron's going to tell you funny stories and all kinds of stuff. What do you think of that with the big spit curl on my forehead? Oh, Lord. You're, you're, Remember Jerry Lee Lewis, who's still like banging on the piano. You look like Superman's father, Jarrell. No, I look like Jerry Lee Lewis with white hair. He used to bang on the piano. If you remember his, sure. Um, 
what was it? Da, 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 Great da, da, balls of fire. Great balls of fire. And he wore a spit curl in the middle of his head. Look where it got him. Anyway, let's talk about flying, okay? Okay. I hate flying because I remember flying when flying was an exciting luxury. <clears throat> when we dressed for the flight, when we went on board the plane with friends and we had a cigarette and a cocktail in the cocktail section of the airplane before it took off to go to L.A., which was the flight that I did back in those He's days. He's also talking about a long time ago. Before yeah. I'd started doing this Florida boring flight. Okay. Easy. Anyway, now on the airplane, I must tell you. <clears throat> what kind of plane? Aeroplane. Airplane. Arrow. Well, when you're from Brooklyn. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> when you're from Brooklyn and of Italian descent, you say la aeroplane. Ario. So it's ario, aeroplane. Sure. Okay, on the airplane, excuse me, diction queens over here. The, diction queens. The diction queens. More than one. Diction queen. Um, <laughs> anyway, the stewardesses today are really different. We had a stewardess that was... At least 300 pounds, I'm not lying. And she had an ass on her that went from the front of the plane to the back of the plane. I swear if she turned around, she'd knock four seats out and kill about seven people. So I couldn't understand. I said, Jimmy, if ever we had to have a crash landing, this big woman would be in the aisle. We'd have to get over her. It was like mountain climbing. How could we possibly (laughs) get out of this craft? Anyway, not so terrible. I dress very appropriately for flying. I had on my um, Tom shoes, which are those wonderful canvas slip-ons. No socks. Nice sharp jeans with a couple of rips in them. A beautiful uh, Ralph Lauren cotton jacket, beige, with a cool shirt underneath. And, you know, my sunglasses. And Jimmy said, I look like a movie star incognito. I thought, that's good. Now we get into the Uh, waiting. This is funny. We get into the waiting lounge of the airport, and there's this hideous, hideous-looking woman who must have crawled out from a rock farm somewhere in the hills of Pennsylvania. A rock farm. With her mother, who looked comatose. The lady had on a weird outfit. She had on all black, like black long gloves, black long socks. I guess she must have had some kind of a skin disease they didn't want spreading on us on the airplane. Next to this ugly, fat woman was an ugly, fat husband with a big belly, jeans, dirty looking. His shirt looked like it had been washed 3,000 times. He absolutely looked like he just fed the pigs in the morning. Anyway, they were the most horrible human beings to walk the face of the earth. They had the colossal gall, the audacity to make fun of me as I walked by with references like grab that big old queen or faggot or something like that. And they're pointing at me and they're laughing. And the old bitch mother-in-law or mother came out of her coma to start (laughs) laughing also. I didn't say anything. I sat down and I said, Jimmy, I haven't seen this crap in a lot of years where people actually are obviously making fun of somebody who's dressed like a Ralph Lauren model who looks sensational and who's a little gayish looking. I said, I don't care for it. A little. So anyway, I didn't say anything furthermore because Jimmy gets nervous with my mouth. Now, (laughs) as we're sitting on the plane, who should sit behind me but the horrible lady and the ugly fat man and the comatose mother? From the rock farm. From the rock farm up in Pennsylvania's <laughs> mountains. I don't think these people knew what a light bulb was. Anyway, when, when the flight ends, all these creatures in the plane dressed in underwear and, and bedroom slippers or, or whatever people they wear. People do dress terrible. Whatever they wear on the plane. We got up, and as I got up, I turned, and I was face-to-face with the comatose mother, the ugly lady, and the fat, ugly man. And the ugly lady starts laughing and hits the mother-in-law with her elbow as to indicate, look who's in front of us, the big fairy. Well, I had had it. And I said to her, 
you were staring at me in the airport. I said, you're staring at me now. Let me tell you a little bit about who I am. My name is Ron Russell. I'm an actor. I have a movie coming out in seven days called Croker. I suggest you buy the film, take it home. And then you could stare at me whenever you like and as for long as you like. I said without upsetting me. Love and then, it. And then she just like stood there with a, with a red face. I want to smack that bitch, but I Love couldn't. It. No, terrible people in this world. So now we get off the plane. As we're getting off, a man's computer falls from the above and hits me in the head. Oh, and the man doesn't even say, are you okay, sir? He said to me, did it hit you? And I said. <laughs> what was that sound? Wait. And was I that said, your face? I said, yes, it did. And it fell to the floor and I walked over it and I walked off the plane. <laughs> Screw him. I wasn't going to pick up his laptop that had hit me in the head. Anyway, the moral to this story is drive if you can. <laughs> Don't fly because flying is disgusting. Here's the thing, you know, like because my dad works for the airline, so all growing up when I flew, I got to fly at a discount or or whatever. However, I got to fly. Well, we, first we had class. To, we had we had to yeah. pay full ticket, but we had to like uh, we had to wear a suit. And back then, everybody dressed up to go on the plane. On this plane, besides Ron, and there's one other like distinguished looking lady, and there was one gentleman. Looked like a slumber everybody party. Everybody else, it looked like everybody was like going to mow their lawn in the backyard. Like everybody had <laughs> flip on flops. flip flops and just like slobs, you know. And so, like, it, 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 he does have a good point. It's kind of like ever since Casual Fridays came around, now nobody ever dresses no, to go anywhere. No, no, you know what has happened? The designers are cashing in on the slob look. You know why? The prices of clothing today is outrageous. I mean, $85 for a cotton pullover shirt. Yeah, because, we were in the mall before Because we came some here. moron puts his <laughs> name on it. Like, wow, big deal. He designed a friggin' T-shirt that I've been wearing since I'm 14 years old. I mean, he didn't design the T-shirt. Why is he getting 65 bucks for a T-shirt? So all these people buy these clothes at these prices and they wash them constantly so oh, he's going to play with my microphone now i hate this mic i don't like this new mic it covers not, my face it covers my face now everybody out there don't you want to see my cute is that better face? that's better thank you so much chad anyway now that we have a mic adjustment um that's what happens with flying so it was a disaster ever since we left long island and I suspect one of my good best friends who lives out on Eastern Long Island is giving me the jinx because that bitch wanted to come to Florida and she couldn't. And she's stuck there in, the, in this sort of weird weather we're having up there, rain, snow one day, 90 the next. So I think she put the evil eye on me. So I'm sending the evil eye back to her. I'm doing it big time. Because everything weird has been happening since we got here. Okay, here I'm like looking. I was like about to say I like lost everything. I had a delicious breakfast, though. That was good. Yeah, we ate at Two J's. Do you ever fabulous. eat at Two J's? Yeah, they got some good food. Let me tell you what you it got. It was like seven dollars, and he had like two big plates of food. You know what I had? <laughs> it's a deli, right? Yeah, yeah but you know good. what I had? I had, they gave me two sausages, two bacon's, two eggs, a bagel with cream cheese, and a waffle and coffee for eight bucks. Sure, that sounds fair. If you're eating out. It's a, it's a very good deal. Go to TJ's. Also, I have a shout-out that I want to make. Oh, I forgot the card with me, Jimmy. The carpet man. Oh. No, we're not going to give the shout-out until after they do this, the oh, job. Yeah, well, yeah, because I'm having new carpeting installed in our staircase going up on the third floor of our townhouse. So I'm going to wait until after they install it because if they stink, I'm going to do a, a real you know, bad shout-out. So he's listening in today. I'm sorry I forgot your name, but I'll promise I'll do it 
when we get back You're to... You're supposed to give a shout-out to the eye opti- opti- optician. Yes, opti- my optician. I went to have an eye check. He's sensational. Ladies, go to him. He's gorgeous. He's six foot four, so handsome, and the sweetest guy in the world, and his name is Dr. What? I don't know. I didn't bring his card either. It's in my wallet. But he knows who he is. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about you, even though we don't remember your name. I, I'll get you when I come back. It's terrible. You know, I had that auto accident last week, and everything has got me all confused. Jimmy's looking for your car. Here. Oh, he's he's a he's a terrific David Galliani. David Galliani, you've got to go to him in Doylestown. He's in the Doylestown Hospital. Galliani, ophthalmology. Galliani, he's Italian. I know how to say it. Galliani, and uh, David Galliani, gorgeous, tall, handsome, sweetheart of a guy. Just don't bring your husbands because if they see him, they're not going to leave you go in the room alone with him. The husbands will get nutty. But he did a wonderful job on my eye exam. I've got twenty twenty. Nothing's wrong with them, and I'm you know I can, I'm okay for a while. But anyway, go to David Galliani. Fabulous, fabulous. And now we're in Florida, and the weather is beautiful. But the weather was also nice in Pennsylvania when we left. But not as nice as here. Here it's a gorgeous, cool seventy with sunshine and the ocean Palm trees. Because Jimmy's dad lives right across the street from the ocean, actually across from the Four Seasons Hotel. Which no, is Ritz Carlton. Ritz Carlton. So he's in a great area. I mean, I walk to the beach, but twenty-five steps, and I'm at the ocean. So at night we leave the windows open on the terrace, and we could smell the beautiful ocean coming in and the cool breezes. It's quite lovely. Here. Absolutely, and the weather's nice, and we're enjoying it. And we have a rental car that somebody like smoked oh, in before, cigars. so Ron's having a heart attack. I mean, how inconsiderate are people, really and truly? The man must have smoked a cigar because it's it reeks of tobacco. It smells like an opium den or some kind of a Turkish puff room. Anyway, I mean, be considerate of the people that are going to rent the car after you. I would never do that. If they say no smoking, it's a non-smoking car. I would respect it, but thank God I don't smoke anyway. Let's give a shout out to to Lewis Davis in the chat room. Lewis Davis, you guys, is a phenomenal artist. He's on the Spectrum Music Group roster. His record's going to be coming out later in the year. He's super, super fantastic. So we want to give him a shout out. He's over in England and uh, he's freaking awesome. Say hello. Hey, what's his name? Lewis Davis, Who L.A. Davis. He's a singer. Him? You don't know him yet, but you're gonna. I don't know you, so why should I say hello? I'll just say he's in the chat room. I, I'm just going to say I can't wait to meet you. There you go, and here is new music. Oh, good. Am I going to like your music? You don't rap, do you? No, he's not a rapper. Oh, good, then I'll love him. But anyway, since we're speaking of musica bella, I want to talk about my sweet little girlfriends who I love We only love have like a minute, too. I don't care. i got to mention my BNGB because I love her, and she's completing her album, folks, and soon Love will be out. I want you to listen to Love. It is the most fabulous song in the world. Jimmy and I selected it for our wedding song when we have our big wedding party in Florida next year. She's fabulous. And also, next week on the show, we have a special, special guest. We have Lily McLeod. She's going to be guest co-hosting. Guest co-host sitting next to me, this gorgeous creature and a fabulous singer. So a lot of good stuff is coming up soon, folks. Oh, oh, look, at oh that. look at that. He gave me my own private monitor. Thank you so much, Chad. Now, now you I, can see. Well, now I think I'm doing my television show. <laughs> you know, I want you to know when I was interviewing Jane Russell, she had the monitor put behind my head. So when she was looking at me, folks, she was really looking at the monitor. Because Jane was not conceited in real life, but on screen, she was very careful of her lighting and how she looked. <laughs> But in her personal life, she couldn't give a crap. That was very nice. Chad, is, you Chad, are like rocking you like so, so much. much. Now, if you we betcha. had if we had better lighting in here, shut the hell up. The darkness of my <laughs> Please eyes. Shut the hell up. See the jowl. Lines yeah, but it doesn't look that bad. On here. It looks good here. So we well, got to call our first guest anyway, well, look, you guys. How about a little facelift? How, that, how would that look? Bye, Morley. Take it easy. 
Doesn't that look better? Nobody can see. I think a little. Look at that. Even on the screen, it looks. Yeah, but that, that screen's a little bit darker because look no. how bright. Look how bright my screen is. Jimmy, give me. Let me some money for a facelift. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. You guys, now we're going to call our first guest. Yes. Okay. Guess, Hopefully guess. it's all working and we're dialing as we're going on. I'm going to do attitude. Look at this attitude. Excuse me. Wow. Total, total Hollywood attitude. It's Top Gun, It's 85. a Hollywood attitude. Total movie star. Meanwhile, George Clooney has a new girlfriend. <laughs> she was ugly. Whew, man, was she ugly. She? Looked like a horse. Oh, yeah. I know. Hello? Who looks like a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear somebody's coming in with a little bit of a George wicked Clooney's voice. George Clooney's new girlfriend, even though he's gay, his new girlfriend looks like a horse. And what's up, Garrick? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you, Jimmy Star. It's great to sort of be there with you. Cool. Oh. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, baby. I hear a little vicious soir in your voice, too, my darling. <laughs> What oh, the? it was a rough night, Ron. How are you? Oh, I could tell, honey. You want to tell us all about it? Wait, wait. Don't, don't tell us yet. Yes, you can tell us in a second. Let me introduce you to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. <laughs> hey, Garrett. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Chad. How are you? Good, brother. I could tell. And we got a chat room. Say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hello, chat room. Insert something cute and funny here, right? <laughs> Garrick, Garrick, Garrick. He's, he's in New York. Tell, you're in New York. We're going to be best friends and hang out, Garrick. I love you already. I love your Are you voice. Are you in New York? Uh, no, right now we're in Florida, but we live in New York. We live in Pennsylvania. We go back and forth between Philly and the city like all the time for business. Oh, and I'd I'm, love to have you guys take me out for dinner. Yeah. Oh, I would like that too. And I, we're buying a house in the Hamptons, so if you're really nice, we'll invite you out for a barbecue. Okay, well, I'd be a great pool boy if music doesn't work out. Oh, you're, oh, you're, he's you're, a team player. Oh, he's love for sale. What are you talking about? <laughs> this one's conning. He's, he's conning for a meal. He's conning for a pool boy thing. So what are you looking for? Like somebody about 70 with a few million dollars or billion dollars? That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, and look, I married Jimmy six months ago. How long were we married now, honey? Six months. Six months. I got it right. Good. There you go. We got married oh, legally. congratulations. Thank you, baby. Thank you. We, we got- had to go to New York to get married. On yeah. my birthday, we went. What kind of cake did you have? We didn't uh, have a boy jumping out of it. If that was the no, question, no, no. We, we actually we had it. We had it. We had it just with the fa- immediate family. My two daughters stood up for us, and that was it. We're having a party soon. Yeah, all of my friends hate me because everybody in the world wants to come to our wedding. Celebrities. I mean, Lainey Kazan wants to sing there, and of course, uh, what's the name is going to sing? Joya. Joya Bruno is. You know, so we have a lot and of. Maybe people. we're going to have Garrick sing. Garrick, first of all, let's tell everybody who you are. Anybody who doesn't know who you. Oh wow, Dave said marriage is now legal in the UK. That's cool. Yeah, but we don't live in the UK. That's okay. Garrick, I really hope I like. I really hope I like your music because I like He's you so much. He's club music now. He's like a club oh, kid. Club. I love. He's club. like a club kid. So basically, you guys, oh. Garrick is super hot. He's got a. He's got a single called "Save the Queen" that's out right now. Oh. He's got a. Uh, uh, save the Queen, so it's just perfect for you, Ron. No, I thought, I thought, <laughs> did you, did, did you and, have Jimmy in mind when vid- you wrote it? And the video I for it, it for Jimmy. The, vid- uh. the video for it has the most beautiful people in the world. Like, there's not a single ugly people. There's naked people. There's hot people. There's people with abs. It's a great, great video. Garrick's a New York-based singer-songwriter. He kind of, uh, which Ron won't even know who any of these people are, but I'm going to like, like so the rest of the listeners know. He carries the industrial torch. It's industrial music of Nine Inch Nails and Garbage. Sherilyn Man- Sh- uh Manson, what's her name? Sher- what's 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 Manson? Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. Freaking, that's just freaking awesome. And he's described as the deity, which means God. Friend, uh, God. I know 
with you, two means. <laughs> of industrial <laughs> electro mastery. And, uh, yeah, that, they were being really generous that day with that one. But and and they it. also said that you sound just like Peggy Lee when you sing. Do they? Oh, God, that's going in my bio now, too. <laughs> so I don't know what a Glammy nomination is. I know that's got to be some kind of like cool award, but what's a Glammy? A Glammy is a nightlife award here in New York City. It's um, for party promoters, performers, go-go boys, um, really important stuff like that. Do you know uh, Tommy Femia, who does Judy Garland live? No. Tommy, yeah. Tommy, oh, sure. You have to go see his show at Don't Tell Mama. He's been there 11 years. He's won, I think, uh, 10 or 11, uh, what do you call it, awards? The Cabaret Award. What is it called again? The um, Cabinet, Cabinet Awards. Can we go together? Yeah, absolutely. Tommy's a best friend. He was in a couple of my shows when I used to do drag years ago as Jane Russell. I impersonated her for years. And Tommy was in a couple of my shows. We all live. We were a live show. And, uh, you back know, when Queens used to sing live? Yeah, well, that's when we were not Queens, we were illusionists. I'll smack <laughs> you when I see you, little bitch. Actually, we were just... Two weeks ago, we went and saw uh, Melinda de Doolittle from American Idol at uh, oh, I love 54 under or under below. 50, below 54. Have you ever been 54 below? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, 54 Below, which is like underneath Studio 54. It's like Fabulous. a cabaret, and we Fabulous. went to saw I don't think I have. you got to play there. we got to get you in somehow. Fabulous, because it's a Let's great— Let's do it. It's a nightclub, but like the nightclub of 40 years ago, not that I would know I wasn't born yet, but 40 <laughs> years ago, what my mother told me nightclubs were. It's all like gaudy and red and gold and so like old New York— you know, down in the basement, speakeasy kind of looking, with a great stage, fabulous sound equipment, and the gal that sang there was fabulous. She did quite a show. So I would suggest to you to go to, uh, you know who sings there? K.T. Sullivan. You know K.T.? Mm-hmm. K.T.'s a good buddy of mine. She's a friend of mine for many, many years. So you're like, though, because you're like club. There he is. That's what he looks like. So you. Oh, my God. Like. Look he's at hot. you. He's like hot. Oh, my God. You, like, he's hot. We met on Twitter. Everybody, oh. you guys want to follow at Save Garrick on Twitter. It's G-A-R-E-K on Twitter. So tell you tell us, like, if you had to, like, uh, if you had to give us, a, a like, a, a two-sentence bio about you, besides the fact that you're super, like, good-looking, like, how would you describe yourself? I probably wouldn't say super good looking. Um, <laughs> country boy with the self esteem of a thirteen year old girl. <laughs> I love Maybe. you. I love you. I really do. <laughs> wait, wait. Where are you? The country boy. It's where fabulous. did you move? You moved from someplace from country boy someplace. Where? Where are you from? Actually, from originally? Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, oh my wow. God, Green No Bay. wonder you had to get out. I was in Green... No, don't <laughs> laugh. I was in Green Bay. I, in between, you know, relationships, I was dating this guy from Baltimore, Maryland. He was the head of the college there. I won't use the name. And he was from, from, from up there, and he bought a house in Green Bay on the water, on a lake, I think it was. And it was like August, and it was like 30 degrees below zero. <laughs> I couldn't believe how cold it is up there in the summer. But that is mm-hmm. gorgeous country, my friend. That Green Bay is mm-hmm. beautiful. Now, what happened? You came to New York, you tripped and fell into a bottle of bleach, right? Became a blonde? Mm-hmm. That's what I had now. I was born that way. Oh, you're a natural blonde? Mm-hmm. Curtains and drapes and everything, yeah. Curtains and drapes. <laughs> 
I, if you were here, I would hug you because you remind me of the gay guys from my era who had a sense of humor, not like the chishy queens today. They don't, they're fa 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 You know, they all stand in profile in their Gucci. I hate that shit. At least you have oh. a sense of humor. You're like old time, you know, campy. Now, listen, you well, should have I, no. I started drinking at noon today, so I said okay. you're a little loose. Good. Now, you should have no problem with your physique face getting a nice 70-year-old with millions of dollars to take care of you and launch, <laughs> and launch your career. You know, a million bucks could make you a superstar with your singing in about a week. <clears throat> so why don't you Actually, work Actually, who it? are some of your influences? Because, like, let's br- bring it back a little bit to, like the real world i'm serious we're <laughs> calling you when we get to new york who, who, who are some of the people like because like because you do the do you are like industrially ish but you're also you know kind of like like a male lady gaga yeah Definitely. i've gotten the the male gaga quite a bit and that makes sense because in the video for save the queen there's there's a lot of uh big costumes and there's even dance choreography so um i i understand where people are coming from I'm I'm not a dancer at all, unless I'm drunk. But even then, it's not that great. So I usually perform with a band, um, like most of my other influences. Like Marilyn Manson was a huge one growing up for me. He, him, he grew up and, down here. He used to hang out in all the clubs, like with a, like we used to all hang out with him when he was like before he was famous. You know, in all the like goth clubs down here all the time. It was fun. Brian. Yeah. Yeah, um, him and Alanis Morissette are actually my two biggest influences. Oh, and they just, I just might tweeted seem to her. sort of opposite, but um, yeah, what, you know, real- they both had such unique voices, and they were both saying what was really important to them, and I identified with that. What what really seems like opposites to me is the fact that you do save the queen, and then you also are co writer of a number one Disney hit for the Teen Beach movie. <laughs> Yeah, man, surf's up. Check it out. Sell it everywhere, I think anywhere. I mean, I think that's terrific that you did that. It does seem very odd. It would be like, you know, Marilyn Manson, like, scoring The Lion King or something. But but I think that it's kind of cool, and it makes it really unique and different and fun. So, like, let's go for it. Why not? Why not? What most people don't know is I started as an intern at a music production company that – that does music for movies and TV shows, and that was an assignment that came in. So oh, um, when cool. I was an intern, I wrote it with a producer, and it got picked up. Good. That's cool. Are you on Skype now? No. no. On the phone. Why aren't you on Skype? You know, you have to promo yourself as much as you can. And not only do we offer, you know, millions of people your voice, we could have offered them your face. Uh, Chad's should, putting should, up pictures. Put, put another picture up of him where he's not squeezing an apple. How, do, how, does, everybody go, how does everybody go to your website? <clears throat> Oh, it's Garrick, G-A-R-E-K.tv. Garrick.tv. Try that, Chad, and see yeah, if you can find anything. Yeah, was taken. I know. Doesn't that stink? I hate that when people do yeah, that. Yeah, some douche out there is holding it for like 700 bucks, and I wasn't going to pay that. I think Good that's like you. ridiculous. Like, tell that mother, screw, or screw it. Right. Not a lot of <laughs> In curse. the meantime, let's, let's also, like, we want, because I want to play, I want to play the song so everybody can hear it. Look at this. This um, is a great shot. There you oh, go. I love well, that. Actually, Chad, do you see the video on there? When we play the wow. song, maybe you can play the video for everybody, too, because that's from the video. That looks great. Where do I go again? Um, you, you look wild. Garrick.com. Derek, get G-A-R-E-K dot TV. He is the Lady Gaga of the gay world. Look he also, him. like, Ozzy has this friend, Luan. He looks a lot like Luan. We have a friend, Ozzy, and she's, like, awesome. You Ozzie would, like, Oz. love her. You, you guys would do a lot of the same kind of music and stuff you'd mm-hmm. love her. You should follow her at, at Ozzy Aziz. She's in L.A. Him. I love that black yeah. guy. Your makeup is great. 
Yeah, it's really fun. Thank you. Do, Thank do, do, you. Do, do, yeah, everybody in the video and everybody involved is um, just a friend of mine. The burlesque dancer, the naked lady, is somebody that I met as a cater waiter. We were both catering a, a like a Yugoslavian wedding in New Jersey, and we both found out that we did you know, performance, and we are like, hey, we should collaborate sometime, and we both took our clothes off in the same video, so... It's it's just, and it looks like it's on a rooftop of a building in like New York City. Mm-hmm, yep, in the meatpacking district. That was the roof of the director. I, oh, cool. I'm not going to so make a joke. It was a very do-it-yourself. There was no budget. Um, it took forever. It was just me and my friends. But it turned out actually, it looks it's fun. better than I wanted it to, actually. Right. Now, do you do club dates where you appear on stage and you do a whole number? Like a yeah. Late, like a yeah, Lady Gaga I thing? I started doing it. Um, performing live in gay clubs because okay. no one else really knew where to put me. So I would do, I perform with a lot of drag queens. And Illusionist, please. Illusionist. It's, it's great for me. I feel like I've been raised by drag queens. Okay, that's good. Here. Then you'll love me. I'll be Mama Drag. Listen, <laughs> um, when you were in the meatpacking district, were you packing meat or what? Um, <laughs> business or pleasure? <laughs> What'd you say? Business or pleasure? Both. <laughs> I remember the meatpacking district when it was only meat hanging there. I mean, so at, after 3 o'clock, a different kind of meat. But before 3 in the morning, there were cows and all kinds of dead things hanging, and the rats were rampant all over. And now it's the oh, chicest part of New York. Oh, that sounds like make for a good shot. Yeah, years ago, it was dark. There weren't even any lights down there, and all the queens would be cruising down there. It was disgusting. But, you know, I stayed away from there as much as I could. So let, let's do this. We're going to play this for everybody. Here's what we want you to do. You introduce it, Garrick, for everybody, and then we're going to play it for everybody. You hang on the line, and then when it's over, we're going to, like, talk some more, all right? And if I say I want it in my car, it means it's great. Can I just play the great. video? Oh, boy. Uh, the same okay. thing? Oh, yeah. You yeah. Can just, hey, he could just play the video. Do the video. Yeah, you can just oh, play I'd the video. That's fun. Video. It's the same thing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Go for it. We'll find out. All right. Go ahead and introduce <laughs> it. Go ahead and introduce it, Garrick. Hey, my name's Garrick, and this is my single, Save the Queen. Simple, it's not hard to decide 
Yeah, that's Save the Queen by Garrick. Somebody in the chat room says it's like a 2014 version of Heaven 17, which I love. I Heaven love the 17. Sound. Okay, here we go. First of all, it's a black and white video, which I adore. I love the choreography. I love the way you look, Eric. I like the staging. Love the music because I'm a club person, always been from Studio 54 till now. I would go to a club and dance to your music in one second. Yes, it will go in my car. I'm so happy that I love your voice because now I could be your friend. Because if I said you stink, and I, I would never be your friend. But absolutely, I wanted to get up on this desk naked and dance. Not a pretty sight. I held but, him back. I held him yeah, back there. It wouldn't have been a pretty sight. Actually, him naked dancing it. is fun. Oh, baloney. <laughs> I, no, I it's, it's like really it. a cool video. You know what it reminded me of? Stuff from like the 90s. It had that, that feeling that I when I when music was great before it became well, I, weird. Yeah, I'm a 90s kid. That's what I grew up with. Well, that's, that's what, what it is. It's totally, to, totally 90s, totally terrific. I think you're going to be a star. Let's be friends so I can Pe- say I know you. <laughs> People in the chat room want to know, Irish Ginger, she wants to know if they can paint on your body. Everybody like loved it. It's a great song. Yeah, I mean, it's what good. Are they painting? What do they want to paint? I don't know. Penises. Who no, knows? tell them to pa- <laughs> tell them to paint spirit you glue. Want mushroom stamps all over my chest. Is no, no, no. Here's what here's what they're going to do. They're going to paint spirit gum spirit gum on your body and then paste hundred dollar bills to the spirit gum. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. That's a good. That's a good. I don't know what spirit gum is. Spirit gum is what you put beards on in mustaches in movies. You know. Oh, okay. It's glue. Spirit gum. That's funny. Well, it's what you used to keep pasties on too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you should use saliva, but um, (laughs) (laughs) you do when you the girls have the girl next to them suck on their nipples a little bit to saliva, and then they slap a pasty on. And meanwhile, the owner of the club is fainting because he saw two chicks. Sticking pasties on. See, Jimmy, I was worried that I was going to be the vulgar one. Oh, please. <laughs> please. He's vanilla right now. Please. Please. He says you're making him look vanilla. I know that. Please. <laughs> you should see me in person if you think that they don't call me the outrageous man about town for nothing. I may be up there in years, but my soul has never passed 21 years old. I mean, oh, I'm still out there good. in the clubs. I'm in, I'm in the scene that. Believe me, I'm like, uh, what's her name? The old lady with the white hair. What's her name? The golden girl broad. Betty White. I'm the the male Betty White of the hip scene. Oh, my God. I have a movie coming out. I have a a reality show I'm on. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm a wild guy, baby. What do you think? All I ask is that I can be your pool boy. That's all I really want. You want to be what? Pool boy. A pool boy. I'm married to Jimmy. Your pool boy. You know, if I was single, you could be my pool boy in a minute. But... (laughs) I'm married to Jimmy. We don't have pool boys. You don't have pool. <laughs> well, have in, pool? The Hamp- in the Hamptons, we will. Yeah, in the Hamptons, we will. So then we'll reconsider. But I don't want you to be the pool boy. I we want, want you to be the. I want you to we be. We want a guest. you to be the the Lady Gaga, the male Lady Gaga no. superstar selling a hundred million records. Yeah. Is what no, we want. I, I want you to come out and be a guest be- because I know that you could make any party that we throw a great success. People with personalities and senses of humor like you. You know that. I'm like you. People gather around us. I could be in a room of 50 people, and by the end of the evening, all 50 people are surrounding me. The same thing with you. Everybody loves a character that has a sense of humor, and I think you're sensational. You remind me of when I was 20. Well, thank you. And that's a great compliment, um, Gary. Don't, don't Actually, blush. Real quick, too, yeah. give a shout out because Chad Girl's in the uh, chat room. Get, say hey, Audrey, Garrett, because she's like a big supporter and uh, she hasn't been in the chat room lately, so give her a shout out. What's up, Audrey? There you go. <laughs> How are you? I hope everything's well. And um, let's hang out. 
So okay. he t- one thing that Garrick Garrick has a big announcement for everybody, especially if you're going to Pride in New York. Go ahead and lay it out. He just found out this morning. I want to yeah, go to Pride. I just found out this morning that I booked uh, Pride for this year. So I'll be performing Stage Fest Sunday, June 29th. Well, I'll see you at Pride because there's a possibility we may have a car in that thing too if we're in town. We're, we have to send in the application, and we're going to have a Jimmy Star show uh, float. Not a float, a car with me on it and Jimmy, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, that's a big deal. People will say, who are those two jerks on the car? But Everybody that's okay. knows who we are. They what all know Jimmy who Star we are. Show. I may just do it in drag as Jane Russell and stand there with my cleavage <laughs> screaming in Marable. Ask him that, because like, you're pretty young. Like, Do you know who mm-hmm. Jane Russell is? Maybe by face. Okay, gentlemen well, prefer blondes name. with Marilyn Monroe, the movie. I, so I haven't seen it. Okay, go see it. Uh, rent it. It's Marilyn Monroe film. Jane Russell was the gorgeous brunette who played opposite Marilyn, the blonde, in Gentlemen Prefer mm-hmm. Blondes. Jane Russell was very famous in the 1940s for her cleavage. Howard Hughes promoted her. And they did a film that was supposed to be so filthy and vulgar that the churches forbade it. And they took it off the market for four years before it was released. And all it was was Jane Russell bending over a, bl- a, a, a cowboy, putting a blanket on him and cleavage showed that's oh, how she's stu- beautiful i'm looking at her right now yeah, yeah she's, she's jane beautiful. is gorgeous well i look like she's that. one of the legends of hollywood and i had her on my tv show you know she was on my tv show because jane and i were best friends for many years in fact she left my house in florida and passed away uh two weeks later three weeks later so i guess my cooking isn't the best oh that's terrible oh god i'll nah. take it to go then if i ever come visit well come <laughs> visit if you die in three weeks we know my cooking's not good <laughs> Like, we could use you, like, you know, when the kings used to eat, they used to have a guy taste it, and if he died before they ate it. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny. Probably your canary. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. So what are you going to do in the Pride Parade, besides appear? No, he's not going to be in the parade. He's going to perform at one of the stages. They have stages of performers, oh, I, he's I've one been, of the performers. I, I was one of the people that started the Pride Parade. I know what that oh, is. So he's going to be performing on one of the stages. Yeah, but is he is he on a float? No, he's on oh, a stage. Oh, yeah, but sometimes, no, listen to me. When... Uh, I lived in Palm Springs. Sophia Loren was the, um, the, the, what do you call it, of the parade. Yeah, the, the, the I can't forget. Whatever. What, I wasn't there that year. I missed it. I was there with B. Arthur. And B. Arthur That's was. That's Maud. Maud. Oh, the Golden Girls. And she was wonderful. B. Arthur was definitely a, a, a drag queen. She was a man in a yeah. woman's, woman's dress. No, really. She acted like a gay guy. She cursed. She talked like a gay guy. She was rough like a gay guy. She loved the queens. And um, she never wore shoes. And I asked her, I said, B, why is it you don't wear shoes? And I guess she was a diabetic and a very bad diabetic. And her shoes used to kill her. No matter what she put on her feet gave her great agony. So she appeared barefoot on stage. Yeah, she used to go on stage barefoot and ask the camera people to keep the camera knee high. Let's um, let's also let's go back. So you guys, if you want to like find out more about Garrick, you can follow him on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. at Save Garrick. There's another Twitter. What's the other Twitter? That it's Garrick fans or something. Uh, I think there's a follow Garrick. Oh, a follow Garrick. That's it. So if you can do at follow Garrick, but you're actually at Save Garrick, right? Yeah, that's me. And then you can go uh, to his to uh, Garrick.tv to see the videos. You can go on iTunes and all the digital <laughs> download sites to actually download Save the Queen, support independent artists. And um, uh, and do you have a Facebook page? I do, facebook.com slash Save Garrick. There you go. It's good when you get them all together. You know Save what, Garrick? Garrick? I have a very, very, very long time dear best friend. 
I won't give his name on the air, but he's very handsome, really handsome. He's 71, I believe, but doesn't look at his huge guy, big guy, very, very rich. He owns one of the most successful gay clubs in Fort Lauderdale in Milton, and what's it called? Wilton Manors. Um, I wouldn't mind introducing you to him. I think he'd like you a lot, and he owns a club, and you could appear at his club. They'd play your video. I'd love to perform at his club. Let's and he's it. handsome. He really is. He looks like Sonny Tufts. If you want to look up Sonny Tufts on your phone, Sonny Tufts was an actor from the 1940s, and he's really rich and good-looking, and he only likes young people. He doesn't like people my age, 50. <laughs> Don't you dare laugh. Yeah, Sonny's good-looking. Sonny Tufts. He looks just like yeah. Sonny Tufts. He's really handsome. He drives a Rolls Royce. He's got a lot of style, a lot of class. And if he really likes the person he's with, he's very good natured. And he's my best friend, so you wouldn't work him over because then I have to smack you around. <laughs> oh, no, no, of course not. He's not working people over. No, anyway, everybody. My friend is a nice. I'm going to tell him tonight. We want everybody to follow at Save Garrick and download Save the Queen. Uh, definitely when we're coming to New York we have to hook up it'll no be a lot of fun we would it. have a really good time and uh, we want to thank you for, we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show and as you have more songs coming out we'll bring you back and let everybody know uh, you know what's going on with you because we enjoy it and, and everybody if you're going to be going to Pride make sure you go on the Sunday the 20 what date is it? 29th. Sunday the 29th to see Garrick perform and save the Queen. And go see Garrick for sure and watch Jimmy and I as we come by probably with like watermelons on a wagon. Of course, that's what they do in Pennsylvania, <laughs> Bucks County, where we're from. Maybe it's a wagon of tomatoes and corn. Anyway, Garrick, thank you so much for coming on our show and for bringing such niceness and fun and warmth and love and gay spirit. Um, you know, gay people are the best people in the world. We laugh when we hurt, and we take care of those that hurt because we're good people. Mm. And you're, you go. good, you're good people, Garrick, and I'm a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. It was great talking to you guys. My, my pleasure to meet you very soon. All right, Garrick, right. thanks so much. Have Bye. a good afternoon. Bye-bye. Okay, later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. What a cool sweet guy. guy. What a nice guy. I want to give a shout-out again, too, to Dave Hughes. <laughs> I like Dave Hughes is having fun in the chat room. It's awesome, and glad you guys enjoyed it. And we've got 15 minutes to goof off before our Hollywood Fiction comes in. So what we got to do, though, is we got to take a music break because uh, I got a new single of Spectrum Music Group. The name of the song is Home, and the name of the artist is Dave Tolliver. It's a great kind of like you know, bedroom song, and it's freaking awesome. It's available today, yesterday on all the digital download sites. So here it is, everybody, Home by Dave Tolliver. It's the only place I want to be. You already know why. I mean, it's more than that, but <laughs> you know why, though. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even got to say it no more. Ready. Early in the morning when I'm standing at attention, I'm missing your attention and the smell of your loving all over me. I mean all over me. Nothing better than waking up to perfection. So perfected it's leaving me with no question that this is where I want to be. To put it in perspective, I've given up the quest now. I can't wait to come home. Oh, oh, first thing smoking, baby, oh, I ain't drinking. Yeah. I'm here on the road. I'm here on the road. I'm here on the road. I'm stacking all this dough. Gonna get you satisfied.
Okay, you could put that with. See, there you, you go. Oh, good. You could put that one in my car too. Hey, it's a great song, that is you guys. A good Dave song. Tolliver. Dave Tolliver was a part of a group called uh, Men at mm. Large. I think is the name of the group in the '90s. They were super big. He's doing some solo stuff. It came out yesterday on iTunes. The name of the song is Home. Everybody, go get it. And the whole good album song. will be coming out later this year. Yeah, very nice song. Nice to make love <laughs> to that song. Absolutely. Candles. You know, some wine. You're laying on the sofa. You kiss the one you love. It's a beautiful love song. Has he done that to you, Jimmy? Yeah, With of the course. song? Of course. Not to this song. Oh, okay. It's brand new. We just got like, it. How's he know this? I just got the song. So to other songs. <laughs> to other, I always kiss my Jimmy. I love Oh, her. thank you, though, Iris Ginger. She put it up. So he's Dave Men at Large. This is his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And you guys, follow us on Twitter. Twitter's like blowing up. i loving it. Follow me. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. The Jimmy Star Show is at Jimmy Star Show. Uh, Ron Russell is at Ron Russell Show. Carla Floor is at Carla Floor. Audrey's at Chad L. Girl. No. Yeah, at Chad L. Girl. Uh, Ken Pettigrew is at Ken Pettigrew. L.A. Davis, I think, is L.A. Davis. So, and I and, think uh, Dave Hughes is Stars Now UK, I think. And finally, after a year's wait, Croker, the film that we're in, is coming out. It's coming out April 7th to us, I believe. Yeah. And then it, the, the press, that is. And then it goes to the public, I believe, in July. And you can get it on Redbox, 
at Netflix and Walmart. It'll be in Walmart. and Walmart and those other horrible stores. Uh, but actually, you can get it April seventh. You'll be able to go to CroakerTheMovie.com and you can actually uh, order it online. They'll mail you a copy. I think it's like fourteen dollars for a copy, and uh, they're saying that it like looks really, really good. The special I haven't effects seen it. good. It's going to be funny. We haven't gotten it yet, but we're going to yeah. be getting it soon. But but I'm happy about what the producer said. He said, "Ron, relax. You are hysterically funny in it." And I said, "Oh, thank God, because that was my intention." Of course, you know I'm a comedian, but I played it so like realistically. I thought maybe I. I wasn't funny, but the fact that I was that character, true to true to the character, made it very funny. So I'm happy about. So everybody, that. Croker's coming out, and it's got like um, uh, Miss Valerie Gatto is in it. And Miss she Pennsylvania, just got, yeah, soon she's to be Miss, Miss USA. She's probably going to be Miss USA. And there's mm-hmm. a famous hockey player, and I don't even know his name, but he just got inducted into the Hockey Hall, Hall of, of Fame. Fame. Yeah, and it's got Ron. Yes, me. And it's got the Jimmy Star show. Yes, and I play Ben Cade, a nasty cop from Brooklyn who speaks terribly and is really, you know, down talks to everybody, especially women. And I'm quite funny. My lines are funny, and I think it's going to be a good film. Um, It's a nice film for kids to watch, and I think kids. There's hardly any cursing, there's no nudity. It's not like a normal horror film. No, it's no blood and guts. No blood and guts. And I think that the uh, kids are going to enjoy making fun of me and imitating me, especially a scene when I'm in my sheriff office picking my nose kids will love that because it's you know so silly things that adults do it's a lot of fun i can't wait for it to come out and there are other films coming down the road that we will be doing in the next year so it looks like a fun year absolutely Croker's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And they're yeah. having all kinds of special promotions. And just the fact that they're saying they think in July, it'll be July, but it'll be on uh, Netflix, Redbox, and Walmart, which is all and, pretty big. And they're pretty having big. a big Hollywood premiere in a, in a movie theater with a red carpet, and they want it to be black tie. And I thought, wow, how like 1955 is that? I'm going to love that. Because the last red carpet I was on was with the, the legend Jane Russell, and I was her date, and that was for the Florida International Film Festival at Fort Lauderdale. And I know how exciting that red carpet was, and walking it with Jane Russell, of course, was quite an honor for me. And she said also for her. So that My was last that. one, I haven't been on a red carpet in a long time. My last one was the MTV Awards when it was hosted in Florida, and I walked with Paris Hilton, Nick Carter, Carmen Electra, and Dave Navarro, and it was awesome. Everybody was there. Yeah, but Jane Russell was somebody at Paris Hilton, really. Well. I mean, Jane Russell, you're talking about legendary Hollywood. But I, I walked up with mine, though, when they were like legendary <laughs> at their time, at their peak, not like I know, have after news for you. Peak. Jane Russell pulled all the, all the TV networks were there. You had to see the paparazzi and the press screaming at her. The crowds of people outside of the theater, it was amazing. And Jane just was shaking, and she looked at me, and she said, my God, she said, they still remember me. I said, how could they not? You're a legend. You're a film legend. That's okay. Like 30 million people. Why? The MTV yeah, but how works. many people are going to know wh- whoever Paris Hilton is in 40 years from now? doesn't matter. Everybody was there. Everybody yeah, was but anybody. Angelina know. Jolie people, was at the MTV Awards. <laughs> pe- pe- yeah, but you weren't walking the red carpet with her. That's okay. People, people today forgot who Paris Hilton is. Nobody even – you know, they talk to the 15 and 16-year-olds. They don't even know who she sure, is. Sure, she she's like the one, considered to be the one of the top DJ club DJs in the world right You're now. You're kidding. My daughter, no. my daughter Deirdre knows her. She gets paid like, like, like $10,000 to go spin records for a yeah, night. Yeah, well, go spin. spin. Deirdre, said, 
Deirdre said she's not nice. She's not nice. I met her too. Actually, I met yeah. her twice because like, mm-hmm. I met her at the Elton John concert. And let me tell you something about Deirdre Sarego. If you meet her and you don't like Deirdre Sarego, something's wrong with you. She's one of the warmest, charmingest, nicest, charmingness? No. One of the warmest, most charming people you'll ever want to meet. And rarely does she dislike anyone. You have to be intensely rude, cold, stuck up, and totally Hollywood. For her not to like you. This is funny. Dave wrote, I'm in a new feature film on the BBC this year. I'm the bloke caught on a black and white camera leaving a jewelry store called Crime Watch. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Very quick and witty. Like it. Um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people like Paris Hilton anyway anymore. Back then, they, no, you know, when mean, she was she, on that TV, I did it though when she was on that Simple Life TV which show, which was a you big know, show. You cannot use the media for your vanity. But the minute you do, people dislike you. Nobody wants to watch somebody so full of themselves. Like today, this world that we live in where everybody's doing these self-shots. Selfies. You know, selfies. They do like 50 of them and they post them on Facebook. I mean, how vain is that to do 50 shots of yourself? It's silly. And then for what reason? I mean, you're looking for a date? Guy's going to say, this chick is into herself. She don't need a date. She just needs a mirror. They just want attention. That's it. Yeah, they need a mirror. That's all. They don't need human beings around. Just surround them in a mirrored room. They're happy. That's funny. But it's true. Let's do one more music break because Deirdre's going to call in in a second. Oh, I wish we could play Love. I wish we could play Angie B's Love. I'm dying to play it for you. So I you guys, this, this is another another uh, great song by uh, Spectre Music Group artist Chris Starr. The name of the song is your show. Hit it, Chad!
Yeah, everybody, so that's your show by Chris Starr, available on the Spectrum Music Group. You can get it on all the digital download sites. And I want to give a shout-out to guest Eliza in the chat room, who's actually Galley Chef Kim Namoli. So what's up? Kimmy, Kimmy, what's up? Hope you're well. And uh, we want to welcome her into the show. And I also forgot one other thing, too. (laughs) Everybody on the Irish Ginger Show this Friday, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, their special guest is one of our favorite guests, Shane Layton. Yes. So everybody tune in to But I have to get back to my Kim. Everybody listening, you're going to be so jealous when I tell you this. Chef Kim Namoli has invited us for dinner Sunday night. Unfortunately, we can't make it, but I'm going to make it because Jimmy Canny has a prior commitment. I don't know if I can or not, but definitely you can. <laughs> but you know what? I would walk over broken glass to get to Kim's house for dinner because everything she makes is absolutely delicious. That's why she's a galley chef and uh, has cooked all over the world on $35 million yachts. And I heard a little birdie say that she may be having a TV show soon, so everybody's got to listen in and watch uh, Kim and her fabulous recipe from all over the exotic parts of the world. Kim, I'm calling you after the show. Angel, I love you to death. Kisses to you, my sweetie. There you go. Oh, she's my dear friend. And how many years? We're friends forever. We're friends. I mean, she used to be my babysitter. Oh, (laughs) I bet she wouldn't like that. (laughs) We'll see what she says if she actually says anything back about that. That's hilarious. When I was born, you babysat me when my mother used to go out hooking. Good save. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't really a save. Yeah, when he was born, though. Yeah, when he was so born. That helped out a little bit. Yeah. But you didn't get the help. rest of the line. I said, she babysat me while my mother went out hooking. That's nice. <laughs> my mother was That no was the hooker. only save. That was... <laughs> my mo- my mother was far from a hooker. My mother was like the virgin queen, believe me. My poor father used to beg. So, you guys, another project we got going on is the Matthew Modine Full Metal Jacket Yay! Diary audio book. If you yes. guys go to kickstarter.com and type in Full Metal Jacket Diary audio book, 
Um, they're trying to raise twelve thousand dollars to uh, do stuff and and, and uh, to get things done with it. They raised five thousand in the first week, so they're almost halfway there. Um, it's a great thing if you go on there and see. You can get all kinds of autographed Matthew Modine memorabilia and stuff uh, by contributing to get the book out. And we're looking to get it out in stores relatively soon. So and, it's really and like cool. I wrote on Facebook, it's not my thing. It's not something I would pull off a shelf if I were in a store. But since I'm stuck with it, I watched it, listened to it actually, and it was good. Uh, I enjoyed. Enjoyed it. It was informative. It was about film. It was all stuff that you really liked. It's behind the scenes about yeah, the making that's of a Stanley like. Kubrick yeah. film that won an Academy Award, yeah. and, and it was narrated by Matthew Modine. Yeah, and he did a beautiful job on the narration, and he's very explicit about what he says. You'll actually feel like you are in a room with him privately talking about the making of this great movie. I enjoyed it very much. Um, you know, as you know, my friend Barbara Rosenblatt is the queen of voiceovers. She's done every voiceover book that's totally important. She's a 12 or 14 time award winner. And, um, so I'm, I'm very familiar with audiobooks. And I would say that this is one of the best that I've listened to. And Barbara Rosenblatt's, um, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand picked Barbara Rosenblatt to do her life story, and that's another great uh, listen. But definitely this Matthew Modine thing is really a good listen. So go to kickstarter.com, and uh, you can donate anywhere from, I think, like $5 up to like a ton of money. And uh, uh, and it's not like a donation because you actually get something for everything that you do uh, right off the bat. So go to kickstarter.com slash Full Metal Jacket Diary, and also follow Full Metal Jacket Diary on uh on Twitter, at FMJ Diary. And if you're a Matthew Modine fan, you're going to enjoy him because he's so warm in the in his speak speaking and the way he does it, he makes you feel like you're his best friend. And uh, he's, he actually talks directly to the listener, and I like that sort of approach. So definitely uh, do yourself a favor and go out and – well, they have to buy it online. How do they get it? Well, no, you're going to Kickstarter to help fund What is it. Kickstarter? Kickstarter is like a thing where you raise money to help fund something. Oh, so they, how do they get that? Uh, they go to kickstarter.com oh, slash full metal jacket diary audiobook. Yes. Oh, okay. And you go, you donate. Well, how, how, you when you got it on your thing, where did we get it from? That's different. That's an app. This is an So why audiobook. can't they have an app? They don't want the app. Who? I'm not selling the app. I'm selling the audiobook. The app is something so, that's but, Yeah, but when I listened to it, I didn't listen to it. At you that. didn't listen to the book. You listened to the app. Now there's a book for it, an actual book that you can take with you. And I have no idea it. what the hell he's talking okay, about. Okay, anyway. Years ago, you went in a library or a bookstore. You bought It'll a book. It'll be in bookstores. It will be in uh, bookstores. It used to be made out of paper. It was bound. It smelled good. We've you- gone green. Oh. Anyway. I have no idea what he's talking. <laughs> See now, if I were in the audience, I would say, "What is know, he talking about?" Maybe not everybody. You don't know what an audio book is. You take a I CD do. I of course, I know what an audio well, book is. is. But I don't. Know. I go to an audio book store. I go to that. It'll be there. It's not ready. They're funding it to get okay. it to the audio don't book shout. store. Don't shout! Don't shout at me. You know how I hate when you shout at me. I know, but it's if, like <laughs> when I want a book, I go to Barnes and Noble and I go in and I go to Barbara Rosenblatt and I get one of her audio books. Yeah, that's what you'll do with this one too. But this one, oh okay, that's all I want. But this hasn't been put into the store yet. Don't blow don't they're raising the money for it. That's okay. So calm down. To, I'm not. I'm not calm. Calm. Your pulses are beating. <laughs> you're going, you're your temples going, are pumping. Pump, well, get him, Jimmy. Get you're him. going to Kickstarter.com. Okay, so now if you're illiterate like I am, a computer you illiterate. To, well, if you're a computer illiterate like you are, just then go to Barnes and Nobles and buy the goddamn. Thing. When it's ready, it's not ready. Right oh, okay. now they're funding it to get it ready because okay. it costs money to put it See, out. I got the sneak preview because we're involved with it, so I guess I got a special edition. But all you got to do, you guys, <clears throat> is fund it. You can fund it. You can get copies of it, uh, and it'll be in the stores soon. And that's simple, and it's anyway, awesome. It's worth the effort to get it. However, the hell you get it, get it. It's worth the effort. Absolutely, especially the guys out there who love these war things. You know, if you love these video games, the war games and stuff, it's up your alley. Absolutely, 
it's going to be a really cool project, and and uh, just having the name Matthew Modine and it's all behind the scenes is really cool. So everybody, please. That's go to what Kickstarter. I got out of it the most was the behind the scenes, Modine. the making of the film. Yeah, so go go to kickstarter.com slash Audiobook and make a donation of which mm-hmm. you get something right away when you donate, and that way uh, we'll go from there. And It'll his be behind the scenes stories on the filming of it are very interesting. What went on while the you know the bonus, the hangups. The things that went wrong, the things that went right. It's, it's an interesting uh, tape. And it's good for Matthew Modine fans, for War fans, for Full Metal Jacket Diary fans, and for Stanley Kubrick fans. Exactly. There you okay. go. All right, next thing. I don't have a next thing. It needs me needs. I'm speechless. Oh, that's not, that doesn't happen very often. Never. Because you, you yelled at me. You made me oh. feel bad. Oh, yeah. Now I expect God. a goodie. Now you have to buy me a goodie. Uh-oh. I saw a nice bracelet in the mall Here earlier. There we go. No, there was a really sharp ID bracelet. I have your lovely daughter calling in. Okay. Oh, good. Jimmy, I like Hello that and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, guys. It's Deirdre. How are you? Good. It's our Hollywood vixen, everybody. Hey. Give a shout out to the chat room. We're happy to have you. Hi. Hi, chat room. How are you? I'm really sick, so if I sound a little weird, I'm sorry. I'm really not doing well, but how is everybody? Fantastic. Awesome. We're in for it. Awesome. We're in the we're in the studio sitting with Chad. Your dad's just sitting here. I don't know why he's not saying anything. <laughs> because why I'm, isn't he saying anything? Because I'm afraid to. I may say something wrong, so I'm not going to say anything uh, anymore. Here, we've already made it through oh, the halfway. Okay. You know you how, how it, it is with kids. You know how it is with kids. No matter what you say or do, they they yell at you about something. No, they don't. So it's okay. I'm not you get the hint. Say hello. You haven't talked to her I, in a well, week. I, I love my daughter. What's say hello? I'm going to say hello. I'm going to say I love you, honey. Not uh, hello. No, but she's not your daughter right now. She's your Hollywood vixen. Now you're my co-host. <laughs> you're not my daughter. So hello, Miss Serego. How are you, Miss Serego? What's going on? Thank you for the picture of Angie and Brad's house. I, I would have expected much more. But knowing Angie like we know Angie, she's very low-key. Now go ring her bell or leave a note there so when Angie gets back to there, if she ever does, she'll re- locate you and find you. There's, again. No, there's, there's, there's nowhere to leave a note on that door. <laughs> Doesn't she have a mailbox? Mm, it's private. You can't get to it. That house is so guarded. There's oh, really? surveillance all over. Yeah. But she's not there. She's in power. Yeah, it, that's, that's exactly why they have it guarded because they don't want crazy stalkers to go oh. there and like, you know... Like if I were in New Orleans, I'd, I would have the ladder. You and I would be going up the ladder to get in the house to see if she, how she lives. That's Things funny. Like that. We're not expecting anybody else, are we? <laughs> yes, we are. We have a guest. He may be calling. Is that him? Hello, so, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hi, this is Jeffrey Spivak. Hey, wow. Jeffrey Spivak. Welcome to the show. Before we get Thanks. started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, you got a great voice. Do you ever do radio? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did some many years ago. You sound like a many years ago radio star. You could have done Inner Sanctum. And now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the dark shadows of Inner Sanctum. Do that. Let me hear it. Come on, do it. I think I think the darkness of Busby Berkeley's life is enough that I can take right now. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that <laughs> no, no, too. not yet. Not yet. First, we've got to introduce you to our, our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, How are you? Hi, Deirdre. <laughs> And then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Welcome to the show. There you go. <laughs> See, he's got that. He's got the shadow. The shadow. You're probably, you're probably too young, uh, Jeffrey, to know. But the shadow was a great radio show years ago. He's I am the shadow. <laughs> See, if you auditioned for that, you would have gotten it, Jeffrey. There you go. I'm oh. Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. We have a chat room full of people. Give a shout out to the chat room. 
Hello, chat room. There you go. Now, everybody, uh, Jeffrey Spivak is the author of Buzz, The Life and Art of Busby Berkeley, of which I, I didn't even know who that was. I have to actually say, uh, uh, Deirdre found you on Twitter, and she's like, we got to have this guy on this show. And then I asked Ron, do you know who, who Busby Berkeley is? And he, Ron is a, a theater from the 40s and 50s fanatic. 30s, he, 30s, he used 30s. To host a show. He used to host a show called Set the Record Straight on television in California where he interviewed all the Hollywood legends. And so, like, and he was like, "Oh, absolutely!" And everybody knew. So I had to do some research because I didn't have any idea well, who he was. I remember when Eleanor Powell danced underneath the camera, and it was one of the first was Eleanor Powell to really bring it to light. Am I correct, Jeffrey? <coughs> Dancing underneath the camera. Well, Eleanor you know what I mean. Powell, I think below, you got your names and dates mixed up. No, didn't Eleanor Powell do it where she was underneath the camera and you saw all the people lying around her making some kind of a kaleidoscope thing? Wasn't it Eleanor uh, Powell? No, it was not. Who was it? Uh, you might be thinking of Ruby Keeler. Ruby Keeler, Ruby Keeler. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, Ruby Keeler. <laughs> I got the dances screwed up. No, Ruby Keeler was a tapper as well as Eleanor Powell. Ruby was before. Ruby was before Eleanor. You're right, Ruby uh, Keeler. And Dick Powell was in that movie, I believe. Uh, yes, in fact, Dick and Ruby were in a couple of films directed exactly. by Busby Berkeley. Exactly. That's who I meant. Forgive me. I, I screwed up. <laughs> That's okay. Because I know my memorabilia like crazy. Man. I've had all the great legends of Hollywood on my show, from Jane Russell to Tony Curtis to um, Arlene Dahl. I mean, all the biggies. So And so I want to move this around. So uh, I'll actually uh, – there's a bunch of people too in the chat room saying hello to you. So like lots of people. Somebody – one of them uh, says your favorite cousin, Lisa. She's listening in from Cincinnati. <laughs> well, hello, Lisa. There you go. And, and uh, Deirdre, Deirdre brought since Deirdre found you. Deirdre, I want to let you start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, hi, Jeffrey. I'm sorry, I'm really sick, so my voice sounds a little strange today. But um, what had had captivated me was reading. Um, I'm so excited that you're bringing somebody that is for my generation and the younger generations not known he's 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 more known for the older generations but yet he made such a mark and 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 helped the film industry in so many ways with direction and and photography and obviously the choreography so that's what what had had got me excited about having you on and i just wanted to know i know that you've written a few other books and you're an author but when what made you discover Busby and what made you say, oh, my God, this man is so interesting. Oh, my God, this man has done so many fabulous movies with so many amazing legends and, and has made such a mark on Hollywood that I want to discover him and, you know, show him off to the rest of the world to all the future generations. Uh, good question. You know, why Busby Berkeley after all these years? But actually, long story short, a very prolific writer of Hollywood biographies by the name of Patrick McGilligan consulted with uh, the publisher that I'm with, uh, the University Press of Kentucky, and he invited me. Uh, he asked me if there was a, a subject that I'd be interested in writing about, and I looked around. It took about two or three days, and then I, out of my shelf, I pulled out this old coffee table book from the early 1970s called The Busby Berkeley. Berkeley book. And it's just, it's beautiful photographs, but it wasn't really a biography. And I thought, well, that's an interesting character. Let me see if there really are any biographies about the man. Turns out there was nothing. And this guy, at first glance, is fascinating. I mean, not just for the work he did, but for the crazy, disquieting life he led. I mean, married six times, involved in a horrible auto accident in which people died, on trial for murder, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I said, this guy is fascinating. I love the work he does i could live with him for a few years which is the length it takes to write and release a book so he was the subject i chose 
And well he's an chosen. excellent subject. Oh, fa- a fascinating guy, too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think that I would love a, that book if you'd sign a copy and get one off to me. It's okay. <laughs> I would say take it because I have quite a collection of coffee table books all about old Hollywood. Naturally, I had to because of the television show that I had in California. So um, I know his technique, his kind of work. For those of you out there who are not familiar with who he was, if ever you saw an old black and white film on Turner Classic Movies, and suddenly there was a camera above the performers, and these chorus girls were lying on the floor doing all kinds of kaleidoscope turns and twists and and bends in. They made flowers. They did all kinds of beautiful things with their legs and arms. That's what he was famous for. Now, as far as the rest of it goes, yes, I want to read that book because that sounds juicy. I mean, yeah. What that, was what was the most fascinating thing? Like, what's the most fascinating thing that you learned about him that you probably didn't know that much anyway? So, what was the most fascinating thing you learned about him? Uh, it was probably uh, the whole trial and everything he went through during that horrible auto accident and how much the business had changed while he was fighting uh, for his life. Because, you know, uh, he was involved in a horrible car accident where people died, and they say he might have been drinking at the time. <laughs> and normally in, in that kind of scenario, uh, you're put on trial for manslaughter mm-hmm. if people died because of alcohol. But the judge at the trial did not like the Hollywood hotshots at all. So he upped the charge to second degree murder. And that is a different animal because then we're talking, you know, 20 years in prison, a ruined life, a ruined career. Uh, so that's what possibly got him off was that higher charge because his attorney believed most rightly that had he been charged with manslaughter, he would have been found guilty. But now being charged with murder, it was much tougher to prove. And that, Wasn't uh, he acquitted? He was acquitted, uh, though, right? Uh, eventually, after three full trials. I mean, it was like uh, like Groundhog Day. You'd have to go through a second trial all over again. Uh. The same witnesses. It's just a different jury. So it was terrible. It came at the high point of his career with Warner Brothers in the mid-30s. And by the time it was all over, his style with the chorus girls and stuff had kind of gone out of fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, that didn't dissuade uh, Berkeley because he eventually worked at MGM and did all those great pictures with mm-hmm. Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland, which were very successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Judy Garland, for me and my gal, was her first top billing movie with uh, Gene Kelly. And it was Gene Kelly's first film as well. Yeah, it was not funny, and they both got top billing. About the the drinking... I'm I'm sorry, Judge, go. That's okay. Oh, no, no, I was just saying. um, And that actually um, was an Oscar nomination for Best Music for that film. It's a great movie. I love that movie. It's a great love story. he, He won a few Academy Awards, didn't he, for his cinematography? Uh, he was nominated three times in a category that doesn't exist anymore. It's called Dance Direction. How stupid uh, he was always a bridesmaid, never, never a, bride, a bride, never won. <laughs> yeah, but you I know, to- talking to Jane Russell, I commented because I knew her privately as a good friend, and I said, Jane, what's with all this drinking, drinking, drinking? She said, Ron, everybody back then drank. She said it was the thing to do. Nobody was sober. She said it was like we didn't think of it as as you do today, harmful. So possibly he was drunk when he was driving and did cause that accident. I would have to read your book and determine myself what his um, results should have been. 
What well, is your you opinion? Know, the, the lawyer made a key point there. Let's say uh, you are drunk and you're in behind the wheel of a car and you're stopped behind another, you know, and then there's another vehicle in front of you and you're sitting in a car and you're drunk, but then a car comes behind you and plows into you, causing you to hit another car. The fact that you were drunk did not make you an accessory to the crime. And that's what the lawyer tried to prove, that it was Berkeley. There was other factors involved. They sure. had nothing to do with drinking. So whether he was drunk or not, it was really beside the point. And that's how the lawyer uh, defended him. So the cause of the accident was he was rear-ended, therefore rear-ending the car in front of him. He was uh, no, that was just, guilty by association. Actually, uh, the the cause of the crash was a blown tire. The fact that uh, he was drunk when the tire exploded, causing his car to swerve, uh, really was beside the point. But like right. I said, you know, drinking and accident and people's deaths, I mean, it just, it really looked bad for Berkeley uh, at a time, like I said, when he was at the height of his career. Well, I think the reader will decide what the decision should be on the judge because we all have our own opinions. It sounds like a fascinating book, and it sounds like it's really interesting. And seriously, I do want to read it, and I do want to add it to my collection. I don't know how many books you're allowed to, you know, freebie away. But if you could sign one, um, don't stop it, Jimmy. If you could freebie one and send it, I'll plug it for a long time on the radio show as a thank you. Because I do have a very large, as, as Deirdre will tell you, my library has a very large collection of books from that era and i would like to put yours with it okay i think it deserves to be it's a fabulous you know fatty arbuckle was the big thing back then what he did when he had sex with a woman with a beer bottle and that was the big thing this well i heard i heard it was a coke bottle but that was in the 1920s coke Coke bottle i'm sorry i I wasn't (laughs) sure of what bottle but uh, (laughs) go ahead dude i didn't want to give coke a a plug In addition to um, to Jeffrey's book, which I'm dying to read as well, for those um, who are who can't read <laughs> or don't want to read, uh, this is also in development to be a feature film. Am I not? correct on that, Jeff? That's going to be great. Uh, that is correct. Uh, last ah. year, uh, towards the end of the year, Warner Brothers had contacted me. Oh, and yes. Wanted to see if the book was available mm-hmm. for option, and I told them it was. And uh, and to cut to the quick, uh, they made an option on the book just recently. Terrific. If you that need a 50-year-old awesome. man that's good-looking, you know, just call me. I'm an actor as well. <laughs> I, have, I have a film coming out in a couple of weeks and a few more I'm shooting. So, you know, if you need a good vintage actor... Who knows? Okay. The, who knows the uh, era? I'm 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 writing a laundry list of everything I owe you now. <laughs> Let's see, a book, awesome. uh, a in the movie. Wrong. What else would you like? Wait, wait, like to, wait, till I get to know you better. Right, your firstborn. <laughs> also, though, I, I think it, it'd be fun to say because, like this, it's, it was all over the internet. Like when I when I posted uh, when I like Google Busby Berkeley, one, one of the first things that come up is that Ryan Gosling is is scheduled to produce and possibly star in your book, Buzz, The Life and Art of Busby Berkeley. That's wow, get turned that into would a be movie. a blockbuster. So, so it's not like, a, like a, some crappy company came up to you and optioned your movie, like the one of the biggest companies in the world with one of the biggest stars in the world, dude. So congratulations and kudos because that's a really like, and, phenomenal and, and thing. And this film, folks, will be made. With, the, with Gosling and Warner, you got a film there, my friend. It's like serendipitous. Yeah, it was serendipitous since Berkeley really made his uh, name at Warner Brothers in the 1930s, and they own all the rights to those pictures. So, uh, you know, it, it's perfect. It's Busby Berkeley is back home again. But, Jeffrey, tell me, do you name drop of the era in the book, like Gloria Swanson, throw any of those names around? 
uh, I hide nothing. Uh, this is a true biography from cradle to grave. And uh, like I said, I had to look up and find the names of all his wives because Berkeley himself said he had a tough time remembering their names. <laughs> so, I, I, and there was very few uh, uh, places where I could look and find these names. Any but famous I, names? I hunted them all down. So everyone is mentioned. Stars are mentioned. Hollywood big shots are mentioned. I hold back nothing. Sounds wonderful. What, what, what's his wives? Anybody we would know? I would know. Uh, let's see if you know who the actress. He married a couple of actresses that uh, you might not be familiar with. One was Myrna Kennedy. No. Uh, she was in Charlie Chaplin's The Circus. Was her big star. No. Uh, Esther Muir was his first wife, and she was an actress. And then there were smaller, uh, less known actresses. And eventually, he found his true love with his final wife, who happened to be a family friend for over thirty years. And uh, when she became a widow, and Buzz was free as well, he said to her. Let's do what we should have done years ago, and let's get married. So you've His got a love story the there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Not yeah, only do I you mean, have a, a, a courtroom drama, you have a love story to boot. Sounds like a, I can't wait to read the book and see the movie. And those fabulous right musical numbers. I, I mean, I didn't know where to begin. I, I'm a big fan. I, uh, you know, the kaleidoscopic uh, numbers that you mentioned is mm -hmm. just a small part of what Berkeley accomplished. And I hope through the book that more people will be, uh, you know, did, interested did, in, in looking him up. Did he design the set for the great, great um, Ziegfeld with Lana Turner and Judy Garland and Hedy Lamarr? Uh, he did the musical numbers sets, probably not, although he was consulted on uh, the Shadow Waltz uh, set, which is that empty set is the cover of the book right. with uh, Berkeley sitting in front of it. Uh, so he was consulted, but I don't know for specifically yes or no if he was a, uh, a specific consultant on sets in this or that film. That but one thing I, I wanted to make clear, though, in the book uh, is that Berkeley was not a choreographer. Busby Berkeley said out loud in several interviews that he is not a choreographer. What he was was a dance director because every studio in Hollywood had choreographers who taught the girls the dance steps. Berkeley wasn't interested in dance steps. He was interested in the beautiful pictures of his mind's eye. Today, and that's what he maneuvered his people around. Today he would have been called a DP. Uh, a, a director of photography? That's right. Uh, he's more than that. A director of photography is usually involved with lighting. Berkeley was involved in so much more than that. Okay. I actually read that that you like got to go through personal letters, interviews, studio memorandas, and his private memoirs and stuff to get the information to put all this together. Uh, that was one of the most serendipitous things of all. It was the fact that I uh, was privy enough to read Berkeley's own private memoir that he was planning to publish but never did. It was supposed to be up for auction many years ago. It never was. His widow uh, put the... Uh, uh, the memoir and some of his other papers in the garage. And then when she passed away, the garage was opened up and, you know, and uh, luckily, fortunately, a neighbor kept that information, kept the suitcase that contained the memoir and got in touch with a friend that I was consulting with and presented him with the memoir who in turn presented it to me and allowed me to quote specific passages from that memoir in the book. First time ever, nobody's ever done it. That was a lucky wow, break. Amazing. Lucky break yes. for you. You. Thank you. Yes, it was. So when do you think you're going to go into pre-production? Uh, who knows? Uh, as is correctly reported, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling is attached as producer, 
possibly director and star, although uh, that's not in stone yet. And they don't have a script. So uh, uh, once they do, uh, you know, then principal photography, I'm sure, will begin soon after. But like I said, Warner <coughs> Brothers doesn't announce these things willy-nilly. Right. And uh, for my part, I just thought once uh, the option was signed, I thought they might be uh, a small little blurb in Variety or The Hollywood Reporter. But the fact that Warner Brothers really exploded and listed Ryan Gosling on over 300 websites wow. really means that they're behind the project and it's the snowball is rolling down the hill. Absolutely. Are you going to have script approval? A little script approval as writer. I doubt it, but I will be consulted during the. Uh, the I, I would the hate picture. for them to butcher up whatever you've written, and sometimes they glorify it and take away the essence of the moment, and they change it around, and you've lost the whole. Yeah, but the if whole Ryan's feeling. Gonna, if Ryan's going to produce it, and I'm sure Ryan, if not had, if he hasn't read the book already, he will. I'm sure that Ryan will will keep the the whole creative content of it. Yeah, the integrity of it. He's that kind of guy. I wish Hollywood would stick to the novel always. You know, the book is always better than the film, and especially when they're biographies like this. You know, the real Valentino story was all baloney. I mean, he was gay, and they had him as straight, and they had him married. Meanwhile, he never consecrated any of his marriages. So, I mean, they just, you know, wrote it so incorrectly. If you're going to do a bio on somebody, please tell the truth. It's a bio, not a semi-bio. Absolutely, and I couldn't be more thrilled with uh, Warner Brothers' choice of Ryan Gosling. I mean, he's smart, he's serious, he's intelligent, you know, he's no Charlie Sheen. I mean, I, 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 you know, he's a guy you can count on, and if he's going to be tackling a project... Yeah, I mean, uh, who can imagine how big a film will be? Will this be a $100 million film? Maybe it'll be a smaller picture. Uh, I have no idea what the budget may be at this, at this stage, but it is a, it's a daunting task to bring Berkeley's life to the screen, and I'm glad that Ryan Gosling was cast. Well, so I, I really a, hope it's made because I look forward to it. I have a question because I really didn't know anything about Buzz, Busby Berkeley before. Uh, and so like, I, re- I read, though, that his big films were 42nd Street, Gold Diggers of 1933, mm-hmm. Footlight Parade, and Dames. And they're all like in 1933 and 1934. When they, when they say those are his big films, what does that actually mean? Like it stars. Uh, uh, I, yeah, well, 42nd Street was the That's film the that one put I've Busby seen. Berkeley on the map. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the Warner Brothers, you know, just like today, a successful film beget sequels. In those days, not a sequel per se, but similar pictures along the same line mm-hmm. of uh, hardworking gold, gold diggers trying to make it in show business. But remember, Busby Berkeley's numbers in those pictures especially had nothing to do with the picture at all. Right. It's not like two people were talking in character and then break out in song. Mm-hmm. Quite the opposite. Berkeley's numbers were often put in the last 30 minutes of a movie and they're, they're miniature films unto themselves because because remember, so many of those Warner Brothers films were really directed by others. It's those Busby Berkeley numbers that were directed by Berkeley that really, uh, I mean, the, a motion picture takes off when you start to see those musical numbers. And like I said, they don't refer to the story preceding it. it they have nothing to do with, uh, uh, with the film. They're totally hermetic and brilliant in their own way. So you could just zap right through the film, just look for the Busby Berkeley numbers and you'll be satisfied. And also, if you go into those films, you'll You'll see Ginger Rogers as a chorus girl as well as Ann Miller. They had little parts in those movies and then later on became great dancing stars. So these films are really fun to watch, folks. Rent them. I, I own most of them. Uh, the Gold Diggers is a great movie. And uh, Ruby Keeler was quite a dancer. I'm sorry again for the screw-up. Uh, just a little chubby thing. You know, she wasn't quite the Ann Miller, which I always thought Ann Miller was the greatest tap dancer, better than Eleanor Powell. 
but according to Bob uh, Robert, um, what the hell is his name? Robert. Uh, there are classic music. Guys? Classic music. I I know Bob too. It's terrible. Robert Osborne. He said that um, Eleanor Powell was the best tapper, but I think that. Um, Ann Miller was the Ann Miller was fabulous. Tapper. She was fabulous. And if, and if you want to see a fantastic number with Ann Miller, directed by Busby Berkeley, uh-huh. uh, you should see the film called Small Town Girl from That's the right. early 1950s. That's right. It's in color from MGM, mm-hmm. and she does a number. It's so surrealistic. She's mm-hmm. dancing around all these arms and stuff that are sticking up, up through from the, the floor. Gro- the ground, yeah. It's the most amazing mm-hmm. number, and it's featured in the movie uh, uh, That's Entertainment, if you'd like right. to see it. And uh, she was fantastic, and Berkeley directed it, and he was mm-hmm. well into his uh, later stage of his career. He still had his chops, though. And it was also a color film for those of you who like color yeah. films, not black and white. B- Berksby's uh, earlier films were in black and white. So uh, uh, Yes, but the, uh, his most famous color film is The Gang's All Here for 20th Century Fox right. in the 1940s, and it's so wacky and wild, I couldn't even, you can give me an hour and I couldn't explain the whole film for you. It's right. tremendous. They showcased a lot of things back then. They really didn't have storylines. They just put, like, Dinah Shaw would come on, and the other one, they showcased it. Uh, often, yeah, they were they were brought in as value added production right. people. That's exactly. Right. That's right. So, if people want to get the book, tell us how do we go and get it? Well, how does anyone get a book? You go to a bookstore. Oh, exactly. wait a minute, they don't Thank exist you. anymore. No, <laughs> best to go to Amazon.com. Uh, really, that's where uh, the majority of most people's books are sold, and not just mine, but that would be almost any author. Amazon.com. So, Jeffrey, I'll strike a bargain with you. I'll buy the book. If I send it to you, will you note it to and send it back to me? Uh, let me see. Yes, I will. Oh, thank you. I just, I just want a sentiment and your signature so I can have you in my file. And Absolutely. you're in good company be because to. you're up there with some fabulous stars, my friend. Tab Hunter's book, Mr. Blackwell's book, Elizabeth Taylor's book, all my old friends who are, Tab is still with us, but most of them aren't. So you're gonna, your book is going to be sitting with good, good company. Good. Go. Good. Glad to be there. So Good. everybody, also, if you want to follow, uh, you're actually on Twitter. If you guys want to follow him on Twitter, it's it's at Busby underscore Berkeley or something, isn't it? No, it's uh, Buzz underscore Biographer. Oh, Buzz underscore Biographer. And you can uh, follow him on Twitter. You can get the book at Amazon.com. And, uh, and the- if you'd like to see some of those great Berkeley numbers all in one place, mm-hmm. uh, just look for Buzz, the life and art of Busby Berkeley on Facebook. I have a wonderful Facebook page, and you can click and see all those numbers, and there's one little snippet that actually has Berkeley talking. It was a short little film made uh, when Dames was going to be released, and you actually get to see Berkeley, and uh, he gets to talk a little bit. Do you know, I have no idea what he looks like, oh, and I'm sure cool. I've seen pictures of him, but I never recorded it in my mind. He's nice looking. He has dark hair. I have no idea. Possibly when I see his face again, I'll remember, but right now, I haven't a clue what he looked like. Yep. Perfection. And, and, and such a ladies' man. All right, everybody. Okay, so- wait, wait. One thing, Jeffrey, uh, listen. When it becomes a film and it's coming out, please come back on the show so we could talk about it and give people the release dates of the film and tell everybody they have to go see the film. So oh, please, be my pleasure. Please come back. You were a delightful Absolutely. host. Very informative. I loved everything you had to say because you're up my alley, buddy. Yeah, right. I told all my friends to listen to Jimmy Starr, let me tell you. Oh, great. We're so happy. <laughs> we want everybody to come on board. But, you know, so much of the wonderful work of years ago is forgotten with cinematography today, which is, you know, the CPA? C- what is it? CGI. CGI. Jesus, these initials. CGI has taken over. I wonder what he would have done with CGI had he lived 
had he been around you know, today? Do you know how he directed his musical numbers? You know, most films are made, they have multiple camera setups, right? right. You shoot uh, three, four cameras, and you right. put it together in the editing room. Berkeley only used a single camera on every one of his musical numbers from his first film till his last. Imagine a single camera. You get the shot, you move on, and he shot in sequence. So the editors had very little to cut. You shoot the scene, move the camera, get the next shot, move the camera, all a single camera. So and he, he, I can't imagine anyone today using that kind of technique. A lot of people edit while they shoot. But, I mean, I didn't know that he edited while he shot because, you know, those are very hard setups. And those girls yes. had to change position. And if one girl screwed up with her leg motion, that had to be reshot. There was no uh, way true. you could... And he said, but he claimed, you know, not, I don't believe him, but he claimed he never shot anything twice. But that, of course, is oh, not true. On, he just did, he did major rehearsals, though. And I bet, I wouldn't be surprised that most of the time he never did duplicate a shot. But one girl had to have slipped with her leg and not did it. And it would have been so noticeable because <laughs> everything was such a form you know it was definitely a design oh. form uh in fact i cite a specific case of that in the book as well oh there you go Good. so everybody we want <laughs> you to get buzz the life and art of busby berkeley go to amazon.com and, and uh get it and follow jeffrey spivak on twitter at buzz underscore biographer and check out the life and art of busby berkeley on facebook and uh and like his page yes. and we want to thank you for coming on the jimmy star show to talk about it very interesting hey. guest with a very interesting project and i wish you all the luck in the world break a leg buddy let's get it up on the silver screen yeah, i agree thank wholeheartedly you. thank you so okay. much thank you and so Deirdre, much Jeffrey. thank you Deirdre, for bringing him on yeah. Deirdre. Well, Absolutely. I'm happy that I found Jeffrey. He's a very interesting Terrific. human being, and he's very a man I'd love to sit down and have coffee with and just bullshit for hours on end. <laughs> he's got, he's got a beautiful... Deidre, whenever you come into Chicago, Deidre, you just look me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Chicago. He's awesome. got a beautiful voice, and he's an intelligent man. And you know what? I listen to writers when they speak. If they don't speak well or interestingly, their books usually stink. So I could tell you right now, this man is so interesting to listen to. He's got to be absolutely fascinating to read. Absolutely. Well, thank you. You know, I'm so bright, my mother calls me son. <laughs> Sunshine, sunny boy. Adorable. There you go. Boy. Thank you, Jeffrey. Have a great weekend. Great time, yeah, baby. Thank you, guys. Bye now. Bye. Bye bye. I really want to get that book. I'm not kidding. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's butt. No, me either. I, I want I, that I knew, book. I knew this was a good one. My birthday's coming up, dear. You get me one for my birthday. I will. I'll buy it for you, and I'll have Jeffrey sign it good. and send it. Great. Um, yeah. When I saw it, you know, it was all over the the news, and I said, oh, what is Ryan Gosling doing now? You know, oh, Busby Berkeley. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know who he is, but I know that name sounds familiar. So I well, because Google, of I me, like, you know. Because of you, yeah. Cause, and, and we watched for me and my gal with Judy Garland mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Yes, now I remember all these choreographs. You know, I want to say choreographs, these dance numbers. And then I started to read about him, and I'm like, this person had an interesting life with the whole possible drinking and driving and killing people, and he had six wives, and, you know, and I just said, you know what, this seems like a really interesting book. This is something really cool, and they're also, it's now optioned for a movie. I said, I think Jeffrey would be a good guest on, because we have so many modern-day celebrities and, and, and notable people that it's nice to throw in a little bit of old school because you're still keeping the craft alive. But, that, but the, the, point, the points that he brings out in his book are reader-interested <laughs> points. You know, sometimes writers don't put points in there that we, the reader, are interested in. He hits every one of them on target. The drinking, the auto, the wives, the this, the that. Everything is really major important to read. Snoopy, you know, gossipy. I like yeah. that stuff. Yenta stuff. Yenta, Yenta, definitely Yenta. It's a Yenta book. I love it. 
he's a great talker, so he's got to be <clears> very nice. What a so voice. Cool. Hey, what Did you like that voice, Chad? Beautiful I mean, voice. That was like, that, you know, oh, some yeah. voice. No, yeah. beautiful voice. Delight. And I'm taking him up on his offer. Next time I am in Chicago, Good. I'm going to tweet him and say, okay, so where are we meeting for drinks? That's I okay. Spend, I got, like, his, I got his phone number and email <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, I'll call him and be like, let's just go meet for drinks or coffee. Well, like, I just like, let's like talk Deirdre, Hollywood. Like, Deirdre, when I'm doing the film and brought... No, no, when you're doing the film, when I'm doing the film. The no, 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 What's his name? Ryan Gossip. What is it? Ryan Gossel. Who the hell is he? Gosling. Ryan Gossel. Gosling? Like a yearling. Gosling. Forget it. Just anyway. (laughs) I have no idea who he is. Okay, but anyway. But um, but yeah, he's a very interesting person. Is he a good producer? I'm talking about Jeffrey. Oh, I'm talking about the producer. Ryan Gossel. You know who Ryan Gossel is. The notebook. Oh, the actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I know who he is. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. Oh, the actor. Anyway. I didn't know he produced also. He, all the actors do everything nowadays. Well, I hope they give Jeffrey, you know, last word on the script. Oh, that would be do. nice. They that would though. be very nice for a change that we could see something like what they wrote, not what they dreamed something about. Something intelligent. You know, I'm so tired of the films today. Yeah, but like I said, the Valentino story they made three times. And, you know, Grandma was a fan of Valentino's. We have a collection of Valentino memorabilia worth a fortune. And uh, I was raised on Rudolph Valentino by my mother. She was crazy about him. And everything they did in the film was a total lie. It was a, a whole completely rewrite. I guess back in those days they couldn't show gay people and stuff like that. And um, they just made it up as they went along, and it's so not true. So anybody that reads this book will know the truth. And if they see the film and it's not like the book, they'll say, what are they doing? How many times have you said that, Deirdre, the book was better? <coughs> I always think the book's better. Twilight, all the Twilight books, the books are way better. I mean, and I hope they don't do anything with, with Shane's writing. If ever she got a film out of her books, Shane writes so beautifully. Her Light and Darkness series, I love it. Absolutely. So what's going on in, in New Orleans? Um, really nothing. I've just been kind of sick all week. Um, everybody's around me that's been sick, and I've been trying to avoid getting a cold and washing my hands and and at one point, I said to myself, oh, look, I didn't. Everybody is sick, and I'm not. And sure enough, I've been sick. That's because so, you were making out with the bartender. <laughs> no. God, no, they're all gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like death warned over me. I, all I want to do is just sleep. It's totally a viral, mm-hmm. you know, flu, so I can't. There's nothing you could do except sleep and NyQuil and aspirin and... Um, but I just feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I just, uh And I feel better, um, not that you asked me from the auto accident last week. I feel better. My shoulder, well, I still have a little bit of pain in my wrist and in my shoulder and in my chest. I feel sometimes like I can feel my heart beating in my chest. So I'm going to go back. Just, when I go home, I'm going to have them check it out again. I hope I didn't, you know, hurt an artery or anything. I well, got, did you lift anything? You weren't supposed to lift no, anything. No, I didn't. I've been very good at <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. I know what that shop all The house is probably yeah. rearranged. That's why. You lifted, you moved the furniture around. I know you. You know, I can't. No, I all can't. I did was knock down the fireplace wall. Because oh, all you did was knock down the fireplace wall after your car accident. Are you really? Right. Are you insane? Okay. Okay, that's why. Okay. That's why. See, now, I don't feel sorry for you now because I know you. Okay. I know you. Okay, that's good. Did you have any gossip at all? Anything Hollywood gossip? Really? 
No, I haven't had internet, so I've been out of like the the, 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 the connection of the well, universe. Why don't you Apparently, call, Bradley Cooper's um, single, which I'm very excited about because he's cute. Why don't you call one of your squealing friends in California? Wait, wait Bradley Cooper's single? Yeah, he got rid of the uh, Sookie. Her name was Sookie, and she was a 22-year-old yeah, I saw her. model. Yeah, he's single now. <laughs> Sookie, I'm watching. I'm watching Sookie, Chad. Sookie. Chad's eating a banana, and the banana broke off, and it hit the board. Oh. <laughs> and he quickly rustled for the banana because he didn't want to ruin that banana. Cool. You know, cool thing. He's got now the banana's all dented from the soundboard. Oh, Chad, you're eating a banana. Mm-hmm. I, I look when you he starts face when, on he, these when he starts to lick the banana off of mm-hmm. the keys on the soundboard. I'll get nervous. There you go. You know, Chad oh eats God. everything in sight. You got to be careful. If don't tell him you're made out of flesh, he'll be biting on your arm. <laughs> so how Florida? Florida is lovely. I got to tell you, Deirdre. Today the weather was seventy degrees, dry and breezy. The most beautiful weather. Florida is disgusting from May on. From May till like November, you can have Florida. It's a stinky swamp with lots of heat, and I hate it. But in the winter time, it's a beautiful place to be. Like right now, it's fabulous. But come August, you can have Florida. I'm on. The, come well, August, come like July. Well, whatever. I'm going to. I'm at. Jimmy and I are out at the Hamptons all summer long. You know, we have to go real estate hunting when I get back home and look for a house in uh, the Hamptons. So when you come yeah. up to New York, you can hang out at the house. Your sister is, she's already made dates, weekend dates that she's coming out with friends. I said, come out with okay. a boyfriend, for Christ's sake. That's nice. We'll see. Maybe. We're, not, we're not talking about boyfriends. No, Leslie, I can. I'm not okay. speaking about it with this child. <laughs> The red-headed child is not going to be spoken about with boyfriends. No. But the blonde-headed child, we can talk about it. Because she's old. She needs to move it quick. She's got to shake it up, baby, and get a husband real fast. Oh, God. Before the factory ain't going to make any more bambinos. Okay, yeah. let's let's change the topic because like, I don't think either one of them like that topic. No. I hear dogs in your background. Where do you got dogs? I'm, I don't have dogs. I'm in a, in a cafe. Oh, with dogs. No, there's no dogs. Oh, I thought I, well, that was a, those are guys doing wolf calls at you. No. Oh so, no. How how is, is how is New Orleans? Is like is the weather <clears throat> cool? Um, well, the weather's a little humid today. Um, it's been yesterday was really really beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. It, the weather's been like weird. It's like one day it'll be hot and humid and gross, and then the next day it's nice out. It's just been sort of very up and down. That's so New York. Yeah, well... Same thing like at home. Home is the same. One day it's 70, next day it's 20, and snowing. It's insane. But I can see um, how it's <clears> going to be disgustingly, boilingly hot in the summertime here, because it's already hot and humid now, and it's April. So what about film yeah. work? Any 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 pokes in the fire? No, nothing right now. That's Stinko. Maybe you should go well, to, maybe you should go to L.A. L.A. really still is the capital. That's... That's the business. <clears throat> you know, it's ups and downs. Uh, yeah, so. there'll, be, there'll be all kinds of stuff like open yeah, up there. Yeah, but nobody so casts. L.A. casts the most. They really cast like crazy in L.A. Actually, that's not true. Yes, it is. L.A. has everything. Commercials, Tell television. me the truth. I know they have everything, but like wherever the it's, movie's film is where they cast the people. Yeah, yeah, but they're filming films. I'm talking about commercials, television, oh, okay. all kinds of media that Deirdre could work on. Not necessarily a major film. In other words, if I were young today and I was starting all over, no, like I'd be the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead cast in Atlanta. Everybody casts where they're shooting. So, like, so hopefully, a lot. As long as a lot of shows, aren't there some new TV shows going to be there? Um, not that I know of. NCIS, if it gets picked up, that'll be here and LA. 
And um, I know they, well, they, you know, they shoot a lot of stuff all over New Orleans. They're shooting a lot in Baton Rouge and Shreveport. Like Salem is out of Shreveport. The uh, the TV show with um, Matt McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. I forget what that's called. Oh yeah, something detective. That's shot in Louisiana. You know, so it's they're they're all over Louisiana. It's just that I'm not close to any of those areas. I live in New Orleans. You know, Shreveport's like five hours away. You know, so. I've never been to anywhere but but I've never been anywhere but New Orleans. I've never been to yeah, any of those Shreveport, places. Yeah, Shreveport, you wouldn't want to live in. Okay, <laughs> Shreveport, the South. Oh, the South, <laughs> down south. <laughs> Listen That's to how she south. says it too. All right, well, let's do a quick thanks to all our syndicates of the Jimmy Star Show because we're almost running out of time. We want to thank. Our home station and our awesome, awesome man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy, and everybody here at W4CY Radio. We got WROM Radio in Detroit, Planet Radio Network in New York, Los Angeles, on Ontario, and London, WBAD.net in Washington, D.C., Bad Tomato Radio, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. You can also hear the Jimmy Star Show on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking. I was just thinking to myself, my God, we're all over the place. We are all over the place. I was just thinking that. I had no idea we had so many affiliates. Absolutely. And iHeartRadio, which is the you know Cadillac of or the Rolls Royce of radio. Absolutely. Is iHeart. And we want to follow all of us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and everything. Didra, what's your in, what what is give out all your stuff? I am just Deirdre Drago at Facebook, Deirdre Drago at Twitter, Deirdre Drago at Instagram. Thank you guys so much. So anyone can follow me then. Absolutely. And follow me. I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star on Twitter, and I'm Dr. Jimmy Star on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Jimmy Star or Star Jimmy, either one. And then Ron is on Facebook, Ron Russell Show. RonRussellTVShow.com. If you want to see any of the old interviews I did with the legends of Hollywood, go in there. There are some snippets. I think it's time now to um, to release all of the full-length um, shows that I did on something. I don't know where to put it. So if anybody out there is interested in my shows and you want to put it on something for everybody to see, I would be willing to talk to you. And you can also follow him on Twitter at Ron Russell Show. Right. And I want to say that I will be an, in a reality show very soon. No, you the, don't say that. I can't talk no, about it. No, you can't it talk about that. Oh, I can't like, talk about it. You jinx things when you talk about him ahead of time because you know like the, lots yeah. of people don't like it when you like are, are being having successful things. So you don't talk about him until the ink is done because otherwise they get something like my friend, up. Like my friend in Long Island who made me have that man hit me in the head with the computer on the airplane. Because she's jealous that I'm in Florida. I hope she's listening and she's burning. 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 I hope she's like, I hope it's snowing right over her house. She crawled back under her rock. And what do you got going on? What do you got going on, Chad? This weekend we are playing Saturday night at Boca West Country Club. And then Sunday afternoon we are playing on the water down in Lantana at the old Key Lime House from uh, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the afternoon. There you go. Hmm. My My dad lives right down the street from old old Florida Key Lime House or whatever. Yeah. Right on. I wish we could go. What, 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 when are you there? What's the hours? Sunday, 48. Sunday, 48. Could we go, maybe? You're going to dinner with Kim. I don't know what I'm doing with Kim. We'll I have flip to a call coin. Kim. Maybe we'll go there with Kim. There you go. Have dinner. You're, you're not going to like it. It's seafood. What? You don't eat seafood. The hell do I care? I'll have a salad, Jimmy. I'm going with my friends to listen to Chad. <laughs> you think I go to restaurants to eat that junk? I eat at home. I cook. You when go. you cook, you don't eat out. I, I, I eat out to be social. There certainly, you go. Not, certainly not for the food. There you go. And the stars now, you hey Deirdre. What? Uh, Deirdre, there's stars now UK. It's a Twitter is following you. They want you to follow her, follow them back. Okay, sure, I will do. 
<laughs> what star? No, it's a web. It's a guy in the chat room who's got a website. Yeah. And he, he does sure. a lot of stuff from the '80s, so he says he's following yeah. you. Follow back. So okay, there you go. Yeah, definitely. I'll follow you back once I get home, and I can get internet going again. Or actually, I can do it on my phone when I get home. There you um, go. Yeah, sure. I'll follow you back. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. And you have a birthday coming up soon, my dear. Twenty-one, right? I know. Yes, April twenty-second, Earth Day, which is no, the but most you'll be tw- you'll, you'll be twenty-one. She can finally drink. You're twenty-one yes, on, the, on the drink, on the twenty-second. You're twenty-one. I know. Yeah, Earth Day, everybody. So I want everybody to bring a lot of awareness for Earth Day. If anybody ever wants to wish me a happy birthday, don't. Go out and plant a tree. Mm-hmm. Go out and save an animal. Go out and uh, pick up garbage on the street. Do something for the planet that we live on for Earth Day. That would be a way to honor me. It's my birthday. Great. Will do. Beautiful sentiment, sweetie. I raised a good daughter. Absolutely. So, everybody, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show chat room. Everybody, thank you so much. Everybody, have a fantastic week. Next week, we're going to have an in-guest uh, in guest co host, guest co host Lily McLeod from X Factor. It's going to be awesome, yay. everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning bye. in. Bye. Bye. Chicks and the geezers, you know?